Hey guys, welcome back to a new season of the Spin Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara McKinney, and I'm so excited to be back in action. It's been an eventful off-season, to be honest with you. I'm a little bit surprised. Um, but yeah, we have tons to talk about. And of course, don't forget to tune in to Easter Egg Hunt, a Taylor Swift podcast still going on every first Wednesday of the month. And if you're new, a listener from Easter Egg Hunt coming over to the dark side of the Spin Cycle podcast, welcome. We have a little bit of a jam-packed episode today. We're going to be talking about Scooter Braun, Bethany versus Bravo, and Britney's divorce. Okay, first I want to talk about Scooter Braun. I find this whole situation to be really intriguing. I find it interesting the way that we're getting bits and pieces of information. So let's go back to the beginning. Dumois posted a blind item a while back hinting at Beeper seeking new management, but was immediately contacted by Scooter's reps asking her to take the blind down, and she obliged. Then on August 18th, Puck News, whatever that is, reported that Justin Bieber was looking for new management after a silent split from Scooter Braun, and then... Reps for both parties apparently reached out to refute these claims. But per Matthew Baloney, the reporter, he said that the duo hadn't been in contact for months and Bieber was looking for an exit despite still being under contract. So then on August 21st, a Monday, Billboard then reported that Demi Lovato left the manager, followed by Ariana Grande, Adina Menzel, and Carly Rae Jepsen. Scooter actually joked about his dwindling client list on Twitter saying, breaking news, I am no longer managing myself. There's been some speculation that it's possible that Scooter is slowly placing his focus on Hybe America instead of acting as an artist manager, but there's no confirmation as of right now as to what's really happening. So Hybe is a South Korean multinational entertainment company established in 2005 by Scooter Braun and some people from South Korea. And essentially, they say they describe themselves as being the world's best entertainment lifestyle platform company based on music content that leads the global trend and fans who are customers. And Scooter became sole CEO in January of this year. And allegedly, it's responsible for um, creating the cake pop mega band BTS. So To me, it seems like he's trying to get more into the, like, event management, concert production, music production, and, like, record label side of things as opposed to being simply a talent manager. However, also in my opinion, it seems that there has to be something a little bit more insidious behind this because it's not, like, Scooter letting his talent go. It's his talent letting him go. Um, And Justin Bieber is trying to get out of his contracts four years before it expires. So to me, it definitely um, reads as though something nefarious has gone on behind the scenes and I mean we see it all the time in Hollywood this is such like a staple of this podcast Um, the difference is it seems like the fallout is happening before the news breaks it's a little bit like ass backwards in a way because like usually we hear some kind of like explosive news story expose about these people and then they start losing their clientele and losing their money so it's it's really 
interesting to see that we're like kind of seeing the consequences before we even know what the offense was. Um, obviously, I don't want to speculate too much, um, but I mean, typically in these kinds of situations, it has to do with some kind of either like illegal activity, like um, embezzlement, fraud, um, that kind of thing, tax evasion, et cetera, et cetera. Or of course, the more insidious like sexual abuse um, any kind of abuse, really. So it'll be interesting to see how this story develops. Of course, the Swifty community is really enjoying watching his downfall. Um, and there are also reasons to speculate that Taylor Swift is in on it simply because of the lyrics to the song Vigilante Shit. She really kind of like alludes to this in a way where um, she refers she refers to white collar crimes. She um, refers to giving something to an ex-wife and Braun got divorced last year. Um, technically they separated in July, 2021, but they um, got divorced in 2022. Only time will tell if Taylor Swift actually has anything to do with this or if that song is merely a coincidence um, something else that she says in that song is, um, she looks so pretty driving in your bins. Now it isn't a bins, but I did learn after some Googling that Yale Cohen, Scooter Braun's ex-wife did get the Range Rover and the house in the, in the divorce. So, uh, just something of note. So as the SAG and WGA strikes have waged war against streaming companies, etc. Bethany Frankel has found a way to insert herself into the conversation by saying that since Hollywood is on strike and entertainers are fighting for residuals, she says, quote, why isn't reality TV on strike? <laughs> um, she said that unscripted talent, a.k.a. reality stars, should have a, a union or simply be treated fairly and valued. She's been vocal that she wants reality stars to get better working conditions, payment protections, and possibly unionize. And on August 20th, her attorneys, Brian Friedman and Mark Garagos, are, who are backing her efforts, claims that NBC Universal holds reality stars and crew members to NDAs that prohibit them from discussing alleged mistreatment and has threatened them should they speak out. NBC Universal, the parent company to Bravo, E, Oxygen, Peacock, CNBC, and others, said that the company does not hold its reality stars or crew members to non-disclosure agreements for the purpose of forbidding them from speaking out. They're speaking out about their time working on shows and does not prohibit them from reporting mistreatment. To clarify the purpose of their confidentiality agreements, um, a spokesperson told Variety that NDAs are utilized to protect storylines on shows, but not to block individuals from speaking out about their personal experience, which frankly makes a lot of sense. Um, they said in their statement, quote, confidentiality clauses are standard practice in reality programming to prevent disclosure of storylines prior to air. They are not intended to prevent disclosure by cast and crew of unlawful acts in the workplace, and they have not been enforced in that manner. To be clear, any current or former cast or crew is 
free to discuss and disclose any allegedly unlawful acts in the workplace, such as harassment or, or discrimination or any other conduct they have reason to believe is inappropriate. We are also working with our third-party production companies to remind all cast and crew that they are encouraged to report any such concerns through the channels made available by the production company so concerns can be promptly addressed. It's also worth noting that just a few months ago, Bethany pitched a show to Bravo, Mere months before calling it, quote, grotesque and depraved of treatment of reality stars. So she's gone on this crusade and, um, you know, who knows how relevant it is specifically to Bravo. I'm surprised that this hasn't happened um, before more in like the Bachelor Nation or those like dating show circles because I think those present way more of a risk to like potential like mental health problems and potential abuse, um, et cetera, et cetera, just by the nature of like people dating, but also like, you know, people having sex and having the like, you know, footage like teased and that kind of thing. Um, I can understand definitely like bachelor stars coming forward about things, but when it comes to Bravo, um, to me, it's like, aren't you you're signing up to have drama like they're supposed to be drama um but i don't know if she's like claiming that production like stirs up too much or like i don't know what but again it's like that's what you're signing up for you're signing up to be on a reality show and i don't really understand like her point of view there and frankly like my thoughts are that she is simply doing this to like stay relevant and stay in the news because Bravo wouldn't pick up her show and she's like quickly fading into oblivion and just kind of being known as somebody who criticizes Meghan Markle on TikTok all the time. So I am not going to recap the full interview that Bethany did with Raquel Rachel Levis from Vanderpump Rules of Scandal fame because there are plenty of other podcasts that do that. I highly recommend you go listen to one of the Bravo themed podcast that'll really like break it down for you. I could not like listen to three parts of Bethany and Raquel talking. That's like literally I would rather be like beheaded by ISIS. Um, so not going to do that, but I am going to go through just a few like um, key statements and some things that Ariana actually responded to on her appearance on Sheena's podcast. A general theme kind of throughout the interview seemed to be Bethany's um, assumption that this whole thing was like orchestrated by production. She didn't seem to know a that the affair was going on for seven months and that it was not like a one night stand or whatever. Um, and then two, she didn't seem to understand that production actually got picked back up for the filming of Scandaval because it was in the off season. So kind of her like immediate thesis crumbled because she didn't do any research. She didn't watch the show at all. Like she knows, I think she like watched the reunion. So she just like felt sorry for Raquel because of how like Lala and Ariana talked to her. Um, so I don't know. She was missing a lot of key information, but I think not knowing those two things, like the most fundamental elements of it all proved to be pretty like detrimental to the interview because like I said her whole central thesis kind of imploded 
immediately off the bat. They also did a lot of kind of dismissing and minimizing Tom and Ariana's relationship, um, saying that it was just a business partnership and that they were only together for their brand, but they weren't really in love. And Raquel said that she didn't see any longevity for Tom and Ariana, which is first of all, just insane because they had already been together for 10 years. So what do you mean about longevity? But she basically said, like, I never would have slept with him if I thought that there was like a real connection there, which is, in my opinion, like very manipulative, but whatever. And then she also said that she and Ariana were just acquaintances and that she like used Ariana to get closer to Tom, like openly said that and said that she and Ariana were just coworkers, were just acquaintances and weren't actually that close, didn't hang out off camera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and <laughs> both Sheena and Ariana were both like, well, she's stupid because there's like evidence of that. Like that can all be like disproven. <laughs> there's like pictures and vlogs and like so much evidence of us hanging out like outside of filming. So I don't know why she would even say that. Um, but I guess because her host, the person interviewing her, isn't going to check her on it because she didn't even watch the goddamn show. There's also all this speculation that, like, Ariana has forgiven Tom and that she's filming with him and they still live together and blah, blah, blah. And Ariana came to her own defense saying, A, that she and Tom still live together because she is refusing to leave the house that she owns. And essentially this is, like an issue of dividing assets. And she said on, I believe it was Watch What Happens Live, that she intends to sell the house and get her money out and then move on. And I believe that there are like some kind of laws in place where like whoever abandons the residence, like kind of like surrenders it in these kinds of situations. So really that's why she's still living there. And she was like, I don't really understand why my ex isn't getting the same heat and why people are telling me to get out instead of telling him to get out. Like, why should I leave my home? So, you know, that's another kind of like big theme. Um, Ariana also said, quote, he and I do not film together. I have not forgiven him and we are not cool. Um, I think that she's been like photographed some like in the same like vicinity as Tom and people have taken that to mean that they're like filming together and she's basically saying absolutely not. Um, another thing that Bethany and Raquel kind of doubled down on was that the relationship between Tom and Ariana was not that serious because they weren't married and didn't have kids. And I'm like trying to not go on a whole rant about it, but as somebody who's married and does not want children, I find that to be extremely insulting and something that both men and women perpetuate in our culture a lot, which is that any relationship without children is meaningless. And that is a like very archaic very outdated way of looking at women and relationships and what at we as women bring to our relationships what our value is in our relationships is it's so it's so far beyond our reproductive capabilities and so I find, found that to be really insulting and Ariana shared my sentiments and she said in regards to all the women who are in relationships without children whether they can't have them or they don't want them or they don't want to get married those relationships are not less meaningful 
without that, you know, extra step. And I completely agree. Um, I personally believe that if anything, the longevity of them being together for 10 years and like owning property together and all those things, it's that is just as much of a commitment just because you're showing it in a different way than somebody else chooses to. Like, so what? I being married to my husband is important to me because I like to look at us as a family, um, which is why I wanted to legally make us a family um but i recognize that that's not everybody else's priorities and to some they're like well we own property together and i don't want kids so why do we need to get married i understand that way of thinking as well um and it's just you know to every person's preference but children if anything make a relationship more of a business partnership than a romantic one because then you really become like this operations team in trying to raise children. So I don't really understand that argument. And hasn't Bethany been divorced like three times? Pausing to Google. Yeah, she's on her third husband. <laughs> she's had uh, Peter, Jason, and Paul. And her first marriage to Peter Sussman lasted only one year from 1996 to 1997 so it's like okay kim kardashian tell us about the sanctity of marriage i highly recommend listening to the episode with ariana of shenanigans which is sheena's podcast it's a good one and sheena is honestly a really talented interviewer i could see her doing like red carpet interviews or something she's really good at it i'm proud of her as a sheena stan <laughs> okay now on to britney on august 16th sam filed for divorce citing irreconcilable differences and there have been a lot of conflicting reports about the divorce in the media and it appears that not all of it is accurate um, yesterday, as I'm recording this, so I'm recording this on Sunday, the 27th, on Saturday, the 26th, Brittany took to Instagram and basically slammed TMZ as she always does, which is her right. Because when I, whenever I talk about Brittany on this podcast, I never, ever, ever use TMZ as a source. I think if you've been following me for a while, you might know that I have a one-sided beef with page six. I hate page six. I think it's the most like depraved outlet since the National Enquirer, but um, TMZ, when it comes to Britney specifically, they are really, really harsh and like um, invasive when it comes to her, and I don't like their approach when reporting on Britney. She said on Instagram, before documentaries like TMZ existed, it wasn't acceptable for the press to make shows on innocent people to spread false information and ruin reputations back when Hollywood had value and respect. Here's what we know as a fact so far. Sam filed divorce and accused her of cheating with a staff member, but it seems that Britney's $60 million fortune is under lock and key. They had a prenup before their 2022 wedding, which entitles Sam to a million dollars every two years of marriage capped at $10 million after 15. But they've only been married for 14 months so sam didn't make it long enough to get his one million dollars there have been reports that sam has threatened to release embarrassing information about britney unless she renegotiates the terms 
of what he described in 2021 as an ironclad prenup. His spokesman has since denied these claims, though. So like I mentioned, Sam is accusing Brittany of cheating with a staff member, and because of this information leaking, this woman came forward... accusing Sam of sexual harassment when she trained at RPT, which is um, the gym at which he worked in Beverly Hills. Um, She said on an Instagram story that he was cheating on her the whole time he was dating her. And when they got married, she is saying that she's going to send screenshots of his Snapchats to Britney's lawyer. And um, she says, quote, He used that poor girl. Now he's trying to blackmail her out of the prenup. What a dick. Hashtag leave Britney alone. (laughs) Um, So that's cool of her. Kind of late, but still cool of her nonetheless. Um, So then I guess a bunch of people responded. um, And she said, um, the Britney army is fierce. I'm definitely going to be sending these to her lawyer. She also said, I find it absolutely absurd that he is claiming she cheated, knowing damn well what he was doing from day one. He set his intentions on being famous when he started dating her. He was dishonest with her from the beginning and used to laugh about it with his clients at the gym. His coworkers and other trainers at RPT also lying cheating pigs supported his every move if i read a news story that they were divorcing for a legitimate reason i might not have said something but to read a headline like this which says britney's toxic split sam isgari claims she cheated and beat him demands more cash and says shit happens if i read a news story that said they were divorcing for a legitimate reason i might not have said anything but to read a headline like this knowing all that i know i cannot be silent I feel all the women that train at RPT or with Sam privately should be honest. You can be anonymous and still be honest. I personally never hooked up with Sam. I denied all of his attempts and never responded to any of his unsolicited pictures or in person when he would ask if I wanted to hook up with him in the showers at the gym. Sorry, Sam, you're not my type. I actually stopped working out there altogether because I was so offended by the constant sexual harassment. I wanted a gym with community and to feel safe and comfortable. RPT was not that. In fact, the owner still owes me thousands of dollars for unused personal trainings once I withdrew as a client due to unwanted sexual advances from multiple trainers and forcing of HGH meds for results. She then shared Brittany's picture of her on the horse and she said just because some people suffer in silence doesn't mean they aren't suffering i've had therapy sessions because of the way i was treated by rpt by those male trainers imagine how britney spears field she married one and for those people sending me messages saying i should be flattered that someone like sam would hit on me you are equally as disgusting as him and should do some work on your own soul now back to my hatred of page six (laughs) on august 17th page six um published a story saying sam is guard claims Britney Spears cheated with staff member and he saw a compromising video of them. Report. <sighs> and then this trash publication goes on to say that this sources told TMZ that the model, meaning Sam, allegedly learned of the infidelity because he found footage of the staffer and Spears together in a compromising position. But again, this is just like an unnamed source. This is not like anybody's representative or anything like that. This is just basically a blind item that became an article, and that's why I hate Page Six. Um, <laughs> so Page Six reached out to Sam's rep, who declined to comment, and his attorney also declined to comment. So, yeah, seems like bullshit to me. In other news, our pop girlies are back, and Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez dropped new singles on the same day. Miley Cyrus's new song is called Used to Be Young, and it reflects on her life 
immediately following exiting Disney and retiring as Hannah Montana and kind of how she went through a lot of growing pains <laughs> during that era. And then Selena's song is a dance track called Single Soon. And it's a great little summer tune. I actually wish it had come out earlier in the year a little bit because this is a good like chillin' by the pool song for sure. Some other things to note that happened in our off season that I'm not gonna get too into, but do wanna touch on. Rihanna had her second baby and it is another boy. And she mentioned that their family is now complete. So she has done her back-to-back births and she is done um so congratulations to riri and asap um there's some cyrus family beef going on amid tish's wedding to some dude named dominic purcell i guess he is in some kind of tv show it's actiony so i don't know about it um Miley and Brandy were bridesmaids and Trace was in attendance, but Noah and then this other boy that I didn't know existed, Brayson, I literally didn't know that this Cyrus existed, um, but <laughs> they were not in attendance, but were seen together in a grocery store where Noah was wearing a Billy Ray Cyrus t-shirt. And as a reminder, Billy Ray got engaged to a like 30-year-old Australian singer last year, and Noah is also engaged to some guy. Um, Miley is currently dating some dude named Max with two X's, and he plays the drums in a band called Lily. Also, Pete Davidson is single once again, so everybody hide your girlfriends. Um, he and Chase Sui Wonders broke up on... Uh, about three days ago, so around August 23rd. Um, a source told E.T., both of them are focusing on themselves. And I think something interesting to note is that most of these, like, breakup announcements, for some reason, are being given, like, the exclusives are being given to Entertainment Tonight. And I don't know if that's, like, a trend that Taylor Swift started, but that's when I first noticed it. So I'm going to go with that. And finally, of course, we got... Um, Donald Trump's mugshot officially and it's just so funny and there are some great memes and um, my favorite are the ones where people are like listing celebrities who have the same like <laughs> body measurements that he gave for his booking photo and because he claimed to be 6'3", 215 pounds and some celebrities that are 615 or 615, 215 pounds and 6'3", include the likes of Jason Momoa <laughs> and Chris Hemsworth. So that's who Donald Trump thinks he looks like. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed our first episode back. I will see you next week. And don't forget to tune in to Easter Egg Hunt, a Taylor Swift podcast every first Wednesday of the month. I love you so much. I'm so glad to be back and pumped for award season. The VMAs are only two weeks away, so stay tuned for more goodies. Also be sure to follow us on Instagram at the spin cycle media. And I promise I'm going to get back on my Substack game now that we are back in season. I didn't do very well at keeping it up over the off season, but I'm going to get back into it. I promise follow us over there. Like comment, subscribe, etc., etc., etc. Okay. I love you so much. Bye.